Hello, and welcome to my Lane Audio Experience. I am Mavis Saina Ganjadza, and I am so excited to have you here. So excited. So here's the thing. I know that you know that God made you for a specific purpose. My hope is that through this podcast and everything that I share here, you'll be encouraged to take charge of your life and be uniquely you. Your purpose is your lane, and all I want to see you do is own your lane. Ready for today's episode? Are you sure? Let's do it. This episode is proudly brought to you by the On Your Lane Planner. When I designed this planner, I was just in a space where I wanted to be effective and productive with my life. I knew I had big goals. I knew my potential, but somehow my day-to-day, my week-by-week was not mapping back to these goals. So I felt lost. So this planner came in to help me with structure. It takes you from defining the legacy you want to make, which is the whole impact your life is about, and then mapping it to your week. What habits you want to build this week? What goals do you have for the week? What does your whole week look like? And then it moves to day by day. What are you focusing on on each specific day? What are you grateful for on this day? What notes are you making to self about how the day went? It is really that accountability partner that we all need. Get one for yourself and your loved one. DM me on all the socials and I'll see how I can help you be more effective by getting this planner to you. The On Your Lane Planner. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Today's productivity hack has to do with about being effective. How can you be more effective? This is something that works for me and I've adopted it since this year or last year. And it has really, really made a difference for me. So every Sunday night or Sunday evening, I sit down to plan my week. In that planning, I look back to review the previous week. I think about What did I love about last week? Those are things that I did very well. I'm commending myself and I want to repeat. And then the second question is to ask, what did I learn? Those are challenges that I got in the week that I didn't do so well at. So those are things that I need to take note and not repeat in this new week. And then the third point is I go into what is this new week about? All right, so what do I want to achieve this week? What am I excited about doing this week? I want to have one mind when I'm going into the week. I know there are 15, 20 goals that we want to achieve in a week or something. But when I ask this question, I'm thinking, when everything else fails, what do I want to achieve? That one thing or two things that I want to achieve? What is the feeling I want to have at the end of the week? I don't want to feel like at the mercy of circumstances. So Things like, I want to feel victorious. I want to feel in control. They're not necessarily like you will feel like your life is up to you, but you just focus on the things that you can control. So that's a feeling of feeling in control. Where when something is outside your control, you focus back to you. You know, what can I do? How can I react? Right? So that is where you're thinking about how you're going to feel or what you want to achieve in this week. And the fourth point is saying, does this map to my overall life goal or my goals for this year? Because sometimes we get busy focusing on things that are really, really not on our life goals. So why are you doing them? Why are you focusing on them? If you have to do them because of your job or other obligations, then you know that you don't have to put as much effort into them or 
not as much effort do everything you do excellently but you think okay so what am i doing that is mapping back to my goals so that you're intentional that in every week that you're having and every day that you're spending you are doing something that is getting you closer to your goals and the last point is how can i have more fun how can i incorporate more fun into my day this is really important because it is proven <laughs> i have no page or paper to quote but it's been proven that we're most creative when we're having fun so if life is just groomy and all serious for you chances are you won't be as creative you won't enjoy it you won't make good relationships people who have fun and are able to enjoy and laugh learn a lot and they're able to connect and attract right people into their lives so how can you have more fun in your week this is how I plan my week for effectiveness. I know it's a whole lot of information, but it's a productivity hack that I love, that has been effective, and that I'm still doing and carrying forward and are committed. I share about it every Sunday evening. I share it on my social media. Planning time. Let's take charge of our week. That's what I do. And I hope you do it too, so that you can have an effective week. You don't have to do it on Sunday evening. You can do it on Saturday, on Friday, on Monday, whatever day that you need so that you can have an overview of your week. I hope this is helpful. Yeah. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode. I'm so excited to have you here. How are you doing? I am doing amazing. I'm doing great. And today I'm excited to share about the transformation protocol. <laughs> I call it transformation protocol just to make it sound fancy, but you see, background story i am excited to share about anything self-improvement anything betterment of life why because i used to live in the space where i really just felt like life was happening to me i used to wait for a hero to come not like in a helpless way but you know where you're living through life it's happening you have a job you go you come back it's a routine that you're not pleased with but somehow deep down you're hoping that someday some, something will change. But in your day-to-day, -day, you're doing the same things. I think that's why Einstein said insanity is doing the same thing, expecting the same result. Because that's how I lived. And I feel like that's how many people, many of us live. You know, we hope that something will flip that will bring what we're hoping for without really taking the risks and the chances in our real, real life. And so... I lived that way for quite a while and it's a frustrating way to live because you know you can do better, you know you deserve better, you know you are meant for better, you know you have these gifts and talents, you're like, I, I, I want to make things happen for me, I want things to happen differently. I was in an accounting job and I used to say, okay, so maybe I should position myself differently so I can get into sales. Maybe I should get into marketing or something like that. But I was hoping the opportunity would come to me. I would apply when the opportunities opened up. But I, re I really was just hoping, you know, like being a believer also didn't really help because I was hoping for a miracle. So hoping for a suddenly somebody employed Mavis differently and made her happy. That's what I hoped for. And so it was really life-changing when I got to the understanding that life happens for me and that I am co-creator. I used to always come to God hoping that he would change my life. Like, you will be done. I'm just a puny being. It is up to you. You decide. And I realized, nope, it's not up to God to decide. He has 
given me everything that I need to live an epic life. And now it's up to me. And then when I looked at my life, I realized that all, all this I was frustrated with was by me, my choices. That really hit me really hard. And that's when I realized I wanted to make a change and I wanted to do everything possible to live an epic, impactful life. You know, if it was up to me to choose how my life was going to be, why was I choosing something that I hated, something that I was not having um, uh, excited about or interested in? Why? That's a great question to ask because most of the time we think it's not up to us. We think there is somebody who should do something. There's somebody who's controlling what happens in our lives. Yes, we have bosses. Yes, we have environments that we might not be able to control, but there is always, always something that we can stand on and start controlling that. And when we change that one thing, we'll find that it trickles down and you find that your reality changes. Does that make sense? So I want to talk to you about transformation protocol. Transformation protocol is what I use to transform my life. Like I share, I'm sharing from what I'm learning and what I'm experiencing. And when I came to this protocol, because I didn't find the protocol, I just was just going one step at a time. Like, okay, I need to change my life. I'm in charge of my life. How can I change? I don't have ideas. And I was going through these phases of discovery, of adventure, of looking, of seeking. And then looking back, I was like, hey, I just found some sort of a formula for how you can transform your life. This can work for whether you're transforming, like overhauling your whole life and you're thinking, I need to change things or just little things like, you know, I want to change my career or maybe littler, littler, that's more little things. Like I want to change my routine or I want to change how I eat. It can be on any level, but I call it transformation protocol because it just provides a process that you can adopt consciously to effect to effect the change and the transformation you want so i brought with me my favorite tool <sighs> my whiteboard i love to write things so i'll be sharing all right at some point i love to write things helps me retain things helps me explain things i don't know if i'll use it but yeah it's here and i love using it <laughs> i love using it to explain things so let's go into this the first step of the transformation protocol is identity. You have to understand your identity. That is who you are at your core. Who are you at your core? Right. So this might seem simple. You can just say, well, I'm like an accountant or I am a Christian or I'm a girl who wants the best out of life. Whatever definition of who you are, I go to the understanding that there are different identities that we have. There's a, this identity that God had in mind when he made us. The Bible says in Jeremiah 1, 5, around there, it says, before you were formed in the womb of your mother, I knew you and I set you apart. So God had an idea before you were formed. He had an idea of who he was forming and why he was forming this person. So that is the identity one. And then there is the second identity, which is really what would become through life. It could be what your parents named you or defined you as and what you embrace through experience through life through disappointments through maybe victories through just the experience of life we adopt different personalities and identities that then become also you so i find that we have these two separate identities who you are no 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 who god made you to be and then who you are or who you've become 
Now it's for our good to be able to know these differences and to work at becoming who God wanted us to become. You know, our experiences sometimes leave scars that sh they shouldn't leave. But because of some predispositions, some dysfunction in our families or dysfunction in relationships, friendships, exposure, people's judgment, as we grow, we find that our identity is altered and it leaves some scars and, and then it alters our identity. All right, let me give you an example. So one thing that I used to hold on to a lot was my stubbornness, all right? I'll call it stubbornness or know-it-allness. But where it came from when I started doing some digging was my ability to comprehend and research and get into topics. So if you told me today that, okay, we're going to learn about the solar system and how it impacts whatever, you can trust that I would do research, I will get deep into that, I will understand it, I will simplify it, I'll have all the knowledge. Fun facts, non-fun facts, and everything. That's just something that I enjoy to do and something that I am able to do. Right, so that's where I was. That was something that I believe God put in me for a purpose, for good. And now, go through life. I found that as I was going through life, people would underestimate me, you know? People would treat me certain ways because of how I looked. I used to be really quiet, really reserved as a child. And so I found that this ability to comprehend and, and understand topics, I could use as a tool to hurt people. I didn't think of it that way at that time. I just thought, I'm just defending myself or I'm just doing this. But if I sat with you and I felt like you were threatening me, I could shame you by showing you things that you don't know, right? So be there and like, oh, the solar system has this. And I'll be like, no, that's not true. According to this, according to that, according to this, you see how that can break people down, right? So that became my identity. When I sat with people that say, she knows it all. I could pull people down. I could just shut people down in meetings or wherever. I could just say, like, no, that's not true. You know, when we'll be in an argument with my friends or we're discussing something, I'll be like online, I'll find the topics and say, that's not true. Like, I just used to use it a lot. And I just thought that was me. I'd say, accept me. This is how I am. This is who I am. So I was this know-it-all person, but God intended that. I'm a knowledgeable person who can help people with this knowledge. But I wasn't helping with anyone with this knowledge, right? I could look smart, but I used to hurt a lot of people. People never used to want to engage so deeply with me. Or I would get into an argument that people just back away and not give me their, their opinions. And so I couldn't grow or learn or connect deeply with people because of that, that um, personality thing or that behavior. Right? So you get it? Different identities. God intended one thing. I took it as another thing. And I didn't just become that person who was annoyed or it was a defense mechanism. So as I went through life, I realized, oh, me being smart and being able to understand these things can be used to defend me. And so we have all these things in our lives that are like that, where our identity has been distorted or has been used to really block us from our own growth. Right? We have blocked ourselves from our own growth by really... Um, using things that were good in our identity to you know to defend us and and then it, instead of serving us instead of our identity serving and helping us we find that it really does harm us or prevents necessary growth and building of relationships so then the question is do you know who you are you have to go through this process where you ask why you are a certain way well you think you're a certain way why why did you become that one hard thing that we or I needed to let go of, and I think many others need to let go of, is saying, this is the way I am. 
Because if you're trying to be better, if you're trying to achieve things and achieve the remarkable in life, you can't just say, this is the way I am. Imagine if your identity is different, what God intended is different from what you think, and you're like, oh, no, this is just the way I am. You're preventing your very growth, your very, very elevation by just saying, this is the way I am, take it or leave it. You have to deal with it. No, you have to be open to ask, why am I this way then? Is this something that I became or something that I can fix, something that I can, I can improve? Did this come from being hurt? It's not an easy journey because as you look back, you might uncover things that hurt you or harmed you as a child or friends that let you down at a certain point and you build a wall that became your identity. There are different levels of understanding that you'll get into it. But the good thing is, if you are going to transform, you have to start from knowing your identity, your real identity, the God-designed identity, and the changes you made through to it as you grew into life, as you experienced life. And the idea is to then try to reconcile these two, to get to a place where you have one identity, right? You have an identity that is serving you. You have an identity that is honoring God. You have an identity that is pushing you towards your best version of yourself, right? All right, so the second thing you do is exposure. Exposure to new knowledge, exposure to new environments, exposure to new understanding, exposure. What you want to become or what you can become won't be real to you unless you're exposed to it. Does that make sense? Like if you just stay in a box, <laughs> you're not exposed to any achievement, you're not exposed to any knowledge you might not be able to understand what you're capable of right so you're living in a box you're limited in your understanding till you come out of a box and you realize hey you can be a pilot hey you can actually make uh invent uh boxes for other people or whatever it is oh weird example but what i'm just saying is you need to be exposed now because this is a self-improvement it's an improvement a betterment journey then you have to understand like all right so i can get better i can get better I can move from this identity. I can become what I want to become. But I have to expose myself to things that are desirable to me. Things that I want, I, I aspire to. Things that I want to attain. All right? So what are you reading right now? Right? Reading is one cool way to expose yourself to new understanding. You might have a gift that you don't even know how to, to use. Right? You read a book and you realize, hey, this guy has a gift like mine. And they did this and that with it. Or you might have like a, an idea, right? An idea, let's say, to become different, like to become more social. And you don't know what to do with it. You have an idea to install some new habits. and You don't know what to do with it. But you could read some book that will help you with a framework for installing new habits. It can help you with a framework to speak better and be more sociable. You know, people have gone out and written books and done research. So there's a lot of books that you can get into and attend this knowledge and it will open a whole new world for you. So exposure, right? So you're exposing yourself strategically to, towards the identity that you're building, right? So you're being, let's say, you're being more intentional. Let's say you want to really stop being so argumentative. You want to listen more. There's such, such a lot of um, books, such a big library of books available to you on the advantages of listening. Maybe you don't even appreciate it yet. You might say, okay, so I'm going to look into what listening does. What, why is it good? What kind of benefits can I get? What kind of tricks can I use to listen? What can I learn more about? 
So when you expose yourself to new information, it really opens up doors. It makes you capable of doing so much more. It makes you see options. But it's not just books. You're going to expose yourself to new environments, right? So you can actually stop going to certain places. You can stop going to the club. You can stop going to places where you just hang out, do nothing, all right? So you want to change your life. You can't keep doing the same things. So if you spend your afternoons just hanging with people, talking about TV shows or talking about nothing, then you'll say, okay, let me expose myself to new environments. You go to a different place where people are talking about different things. So you go to a mastermind group. Maybe you'd go to Toastmasters. You find a group of people who are talking about things that are going to build you up, things that are going to challenge you. And you're like, hey, I love being at this Bible study. I love being in this group of people. They are thinking differently and expanding my view. So that exposure starts showing you options on how you can affect the identity that you want to work towards, right? So what, however way can you expose yourself? I love to expose myself through reading of the Bible, which is also reading a book, but reading of the Bible really has a very powerful, powerful impact on how I live my life, what I do and what I don't do. And even me starting to be bold with my dream and my ambitions started from reading the Bible, me being able to listen because right now I listen, I can listen to people. I argue way less than I used to, right? Why? Because I found scripture and that was exalting listening. That was saying fools are known by how much they speak. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so there's so much that you can get from that. But for me, it was Bible was one huge exposure point. Uh, it was reflecting a lot of my flaws, reflecting a lot of my pain, my scars. Right, so exposure to the Bible did that for me. Exposure to podcasts, just listening to people, and it's not just any podcast. I love listening to podcasts, it's called Blessed and Bossed Up. I love her journey. Her name is Tatum. I love her journey. I love knowing how she became who she, she is because podcasts feel very personal. You know, it feels very personal. A person that is living their lives and they're sharing with you constantly, maybe twice a week, maybe once a week. And it feels very personal so that let you can get exposed to a person you have no access to i love listening to john maxwell and his podcast it's really powerful it's really amazing that you can learn so much you can learn so much i have a whole lot of, of podcasts that i listen to if you guys are interested in knowing more about that let me know in the comments so that i can make more more podcasts i mean i can <laughs> i can recommend more of what i listen to it can also be these youtube videos and it can be shows whatever it is right we have the oh internet right social media instagram it doesn't have to be just you looking at things that don't mean anything if you are strategic with it it has a, it's a powerful tool to expose you to a certain lifestyle to expose you to certain ambitions to expose you to certain opportunities right so be strategic about this point because if you have understood your identity and what you want to do with your life or where you want to go, then exposure becomes a big deal because it will show you options that you never really understood. And I remember being in this place in my life where I was like, okay, I, I, I need to change. Where did it come from? I was exposed to a friend. I was working in a job and she was also in, in the same boat as me where she was really facing opposition in her job. Right? She was facing a lot of opposition, or contradictory things in her spirit and everything, but she was handling it way better than me. So my handling it was withdrawing and really being unresponsive to most things. So I was doing the bare minimum in my job because that was my way of handling my frustration. Whereas she was really being very proactive and I could see God work in her life. And I was like, okay, I know this God too. What is, 
what are you doing that is making you like experience God in a different way like shine through even through even though you're going through a hard time in this office and my exposure to her attracted me to really a new church where she was going to I was like I have to really really go there and see what you guys discuss there because this is really amazing things that I can see you're living right in front of me so I went to her church and I started learning there and that's what happened in 2016 when my life got turned uh, around when I got really 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 bold in my faith that was because of that time where I was exposed to this person who then exposed me to more teachings and exposed me to a different kind of faith that then elevated my life and led me to asking these key questions that led me to this transformation protocol okay then now what next you tweak your identity right so you have known your identity now you have exposed yourself to new things now you get to tweak it because you're seeing things like you're exposed to new options and you're like okay so i don't have to be this way maybe i can be this other way i don't have to be a know-it-all maybe i can use this understanding that i have to help people to teach people to train people maybe maybe to be quiet maybe to just be better on my own you know so these options are coming in because you're exposing yourself to new information right so you start tweaking your identity because your identity is what causes most of our reactions it's like saying this is the way i am just justifies that you continue doing what you're doing because you really believe this is the way you are now when you start going to that source your identity and start thinking no this is not the way i am I am, I am more understanding, I am kinder, I am more considerate, I speak less and listen more. You're making tweaks to your identity, right? And these tweaks are coming from the new information. So what tweaks do you need to make? First, it's just understanding, really understanding. The fact that our identity is fluid. We have these solid vests, but most of the things that we add on our identity are really fluid. We can really tweak them and change them and really remove some things and add some things. The question is what is serving you and what is not and from this new information make the necessary tweaks right make the necessary tricks and from making the necessary tricks you get to the fourth point which is then now choosing better so far the process is in your head right you're understanding your identity please write these things down as you're discovering them and as your thoughts are coming through about what God has identified you as and what you have identified you as. And then as you expose yourself to this information that is new, write all these things down. And when you're tweaking things, write these things down. And then you have to get to this point where it's like, okay, I have to now act, right? I can't just have all these things written down and think about them. Now my choices have to be different and your choices will be different. Now you choose better. You'll be in a discussion with people and this is an opportunity for you to shame people with your knowledge and you will be quiet and you say oh really right that's interesting and everybody will be like okay what's happening here and you will not be like well this is what happened no you, you have chosen different you've chosen better now you're living out this new identity and that when you choose better that reinforces reinforces this new identity right so you will have opportunity oh you will have opportunity to really test this out as you're trying to work on yourself not trying as you're working on yourself and making these tweaks to your identity there will be tests and this is where the tests are and this is where you have to choose different you'll be surprised at how many opportunities will be coming to give you the opportunity to revert to this identity you are trying to abandon right if you are listening less and now you're trying to listen more i promise you there'll be opportunities for you to really just speak and not listen 
you need to pass those tests. And passing those tests is reinforcing this new identity. And you'll get to a point where it's no longer a test. It is just normal. You have a new identity, right? So choose better. Choose different, right? Act it out. Back your choices. Back your process with choices. When you choose better, you are acting better and you're being better, which is the last step, right? You are living different. Transformation achieved. And this process is not like, okay, I'm in step two, step three, step four. No, it's really, really flowing. It flows, all right? It just goes. So you can go back and forth on different levels. But as you make new choices, what you're doing is you're living differently. It might not feel like it yet, but that is making like what I call a brick by brick effect. You're putting a brick. Today you listened. Tomorrow you listen, that's another brick, on top of another brick, on top of another brick. As you pass this test, you look back and see, oh, I built this whole personality. I built this whole lifestyle. I am a different person now. People who are experiencing you now are not going to describe you like they used to describe you at the start of this process. Why? Because brick by brick means you have built something. And it starts by just making different choices and acting on them every time, every opportunity you get. Right, so that is my transformation protocol. Don't judge. My handwriting is terrible. But it gets things done. So you start with your identity. Right? This is who you are. And you have to understand that there are two. God and you. Right? Who God says you are and who you have accepted you to be. And... I am so sorry for everybody who's listening on the podcast. I'm writing it down, so it works really well for people who are watching this on camera. But I'll say it as much as I can. So this is, the first step is identity. Discover who you are and who God says you are. There is a difference there. And our aim is really to revert to what God really had in mind when he made us. And the next step is exposure. You want to expose yourself to information. It can be videos, it can be podcasts, it can be books or books, and most of all, the Bible. The Bible says some epic things about who we are. Says some epic things about what God had in mind when he made you. He says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Those are really some epic things that you need to expose yourself to, to really get to a place where you can embrace this new identity and have that conflicting view where you feel like, Okay, so if he says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, I don't feel like it. What's going on there? The Bible will do that for you. The next step is then tweak. Tweak your ID. Tweak your identity. All right? So these are the changes and you'll be like, okay, so I need to listen more. I say a lot of listening more because that's something that I've had to deal with. But whatever it is for you. It can be maybe speak out more. It can be... Uh, engage new people more whatever it is right that affects the impact and the purpose you want to make the impact you want to make and the purpose you want to achieve that is where you're tweaking then the next step is choices so you really have now new options to react new options of for identity so here you um you used to think this is just the way I am. But as things are happening, because you have new information and you're tricking your identity, you'll find that you'll, you will see options to your behavior. You will see options to what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And going back to my example of listening, 
I'll be in a discussion, right? A heated discussion where I'm feeling a fire to contribute and, and show off my knowledge. And in that instance, I'll be like, all right, I'll just listen to other people. That is a new option. I never thought that was an option for me. But because of this process, now it has become an option. So these are new choices. And when I act on these choices, now I am different, right? I'm building, all right? So I'm building a new identity. I'm building a new character. I am becoming different. So this is really the transformation process, right? And like I said, you will move back and forth. Don't feel discouraged when you are in a place where you're supposed to make different choices and then you go back to the old identity and react negatively. The choices here is just passing the test. These tests will keep coming. If you have been exposed to new information and you keep failing, the tests will be, keep coming. They'll be bigger and uh, there'll be more at stake till you learn that lesson, till you learn that lesson. So pass this test. When you fail this test, don't worry. There'll be another test coming. Forgive yourself and keep learning. Keep exposing yourself because this exposure is really crucial. Keep exposing yourself. I think that's really a key point to say, keep exposing yourself at every point in this process. Keep exposing yourself. Because the more you expose yourself, the more options you see and the more understanding you get, the more opportunities to, to alter your identity will come. Okay, so that is about it. Thank you for joining me this week. And I hope this was helpful to you. Let me know and catch me on all the socials. I'm everywhere. Mavis Zaina Ganjada. And I get so excited to hear from you. You have any questions i do a section where i call question of the week so i love getting your questions and growing together with you and i hope this was really helpful and i wish you a great day Mwah. and the question of the week this week has to do with something i'm excited to address my faith so the question is what happened in my life that made me get to know God? I talk about Jesus a lot. Is there something that triggered that relationship? So I'm excited to address this because this is foundational for me. So I grew up knowing about God, being regular Christian. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but it's we go to church, we pray, uh, we're afraid of hell, so we try to, to do well and <laughs> to not disappoint God and do our best. But when I went to uni, I was just living, you know, I had just these convictions. Really, I wanted to honor God because I was just afraid. But when I got to uni, my second year, that's when it got real to me. I went to this conference and in that conference, the pastor was addressing where you are. And it is, I think from Revelation 3, where Jesus said, I'll spit you out of my mouth because you're not hot, you're not cold. And the pastor was trying to address this lukewarmness in people. And I felt really lukewarm because I wanted to have a great time with my life. I was really, really skeptical about God's intentions with my life. I felt like if I give him my whole life, he was going to put me in a sackcloth and he's going to not want me to dance because I loved dancing. And I just felt like, oh my goodness, my life is going to end. I didn't want. So I didn't give myself totally to God or really follow, use his word as the grounds, like a basis for living. You know where you're like, okay, you say that God, like I took his word and his instruction, like suggestions which I could pick depending on how I felt in my life at that time. So when I went to that conference, oh, things just got real for me. I just felt really convicted. I was like, okay, 
if I'm going to live my life well, I have to choose a side because the pastor was like, okay, you might think you're on the fence with God. You're having fun with the world, but also having fun with God a little bit. God sees that as you choosing the world. He doesn't like lukewarmness. You're either in or out. There is no gray. There's no middle. And that's when I decided to just live for God. I didn't know much about how what it really meant to practically live for God. But I made that decision in my second year. I think I was 17 or 18, around there. Now when I then... Okay, I was just living normally. And I think I'll get... Um, well, I could get into more details, but I was just living and really reading the Bible, trying my best, walking by grace, trying to honor him and please him. But there was a lot of still some resistance or lack of understanding that got cleared up in 2016. 2016, my life transformed. I had a, a son. And at that point, that's when I realized, you know what, Lord, I still hold on to so much. You know, I still hold on to so much and I'm being very familiar with you. There's some limits that you're trying to break in my life that I'm holding on to. And I was like, have your way. Have your way. I will do what you want me to do. I will be what you want me to be. And as he started honoring my commitment by opening doors for me, showing me myself, I just went with the flow. It's not easy. But for me, it's just understanding that life is really short. Life it could easily be meaningless. The Bible says we are but a vapor. You know how vapor is? You can have vapor and you just blow it, it's gone. And I felt like, okay, if I, I want to live a meaningful life, and meaningful life for me meant something really stable, solid, something unshaken. And looking at how life works, one thing is meaningful today, the next time it's not meaningful. And for me, that solidness, that meaning, that legacy came from just being with God. And so every time he tells me to do something, I do it. I believe he is... The source of life I believe my life has meaning only in him and so I just do what he tells me to do I didn't wake myself up this morning I believe he did and for a reason and so the best I can do really is just be fearless for him and for me I was being fearless for so many things that were personal to me I was being bold to make a point or to win arguments or to impress people I was like okay let's redirect all that energy all that fearlessness to God you know what do you want me to do with this so that I can live a life that is meaningful. Because in spite of all that I was doing in my life, when I was just uh, doubling in God and then going in other things as well, the gap, the feeling like I am missing out on something, the feeling unfulfilled was really strong. So for me, I just got to a place where I realized I want to live a meaningful life and that is found in God. And so I'm all in, all in. So business for me means being led by God relationships, friendships, choices, every step of the way. I really just want to live to honor him. Not that I don't make mistakes. I do a lot, but I always go back to him. I always make sure that he's leading me. I'm submitted to him. I'm not operating in my own strength. I'm acknowledging him in all my ways so that he can guide my path. So that's about my faith. So I'm, I'm really, really in love with Jesus. I love him so much. He's my reason for living. He has fixed so much in my life as I open doors. He fixed my business, my marriage. He fixed my relationships. He's fixed so much. He's given me purpose, so much. So I, every chance, every chance I get to talk about anything, I bring him up. I present him as an option for life. So if you're going in a specific direction, if you want meaning in your life, try Jesus. 
he is the bomb bomb i said that with my son we said the bomb bomb to me and he's amazing he is amazing he's amazing give him a chance he says test me and you see so you test him and see for yourself because my life is not perfect but it's i am i'm cool i live it in his hands i'm like do it do whatever you want with it so yeah that's why i talk a lot about my faith and that's where i am with my faith as a christian who is madly madly in love and given to jesus thank you for joining me here on my lane audio experience be sure to subscribe and share and i can't wait to hang out again soon all right okay bye bye